Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers Who Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Helaman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group held every Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first. Then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Good morning and welcome. Welcome to Warrior Mothers You Know. We're so grateful that you're here. This is a really powerful meeting. It's got to be one of my favorites because it's where we just kind of bring our heart and we bring our experience and the things that we love so deeply. And we find that personal revelation that we're all seeking to help the people that we love so much and try to just understand what's the best way to support and to use the spirit to do this support. And it's amazing what we learn from each other. So this meeting is usually a meeting where we have a clinician come for a Q&A on the first and third weeks of the month. And then on the fourth and second and fourth weeks, we have a mother's tutorial where we just kind of meet each other where we're at. But always on our fifth Tuesday, we try to have a guest. We try to, if there's a fifth Tuesday of a month, we try to have a guest. And so you are still, this is still a wonderful place to ask questions, still a wonderful place to bring some of your concerns up. After BJ gives us a little information, I'm going to come back to, to Shari and then we'll turn the time over to her. But for sure, if this is your very first time in Warrior Mothers to Know, we want to extend a very special welcome to you. Whether you're here in person or you're listening to the recording, you're part of the power and the spirit that comes to this meeting. And so thank you so much for making this place such a neat place. We need you here. It's what makes this meeting work. So 
Thanks so much for being here. BJ, I'm going to turn the time over to you. Thank you, Karen and Shari. We're so excited that you're here with us. We've gotten to know Shari just a little bit over the past few years and her just very genuine, courageous heart is just super obvious. And after just meeting her for a couple of seconds and so just... Just thanks for coming and sharing your time. We're excited to hear a little bit from Shari. Maybe Karen's going to tell us a little bit about what she's sharing or Shari is, but I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about just some of these mindfulness tools. It's something that's been kind of new to me and been starting to realize, wow, such a powerful thing these minds of ours are, right? And just if we can just harness some of the, those tools, wow, we can make a big difference on the way we think and feel and act. And I'm just so excited about that. But we do want to just give you a little bit of information about who we are and what this group is. This group is um, called Warrior Mothers Who Know, and we meet every Tuesday at 11 o'clock Mountain Time. And this group is designed to be a safe place for Latter-day Saint moms that are wanting to support themselves and their loved ones just in a smart, elevated way. And also just have a safe place to ask questions that might be a little bit more sensitive. So if you have some questions, we definitely, that's something that we like to be able to highlight and just address. And so we'll have a chance to hear from Shari and maybe she'll have a chance and opportunity to answer some questions, but we'll, we love to give you that opportunity and we learn so much from each other. That's what this Warrior Mothers Who Know group is. And we also just, I want you to know just a tiny bit about Karen. Karen is the founder and director of of mothers who know the one that brought this group together here today. And we love mothers who know because it's just an online gathering place for Latter-day Saint women. And we have what we feel is important is like provide a place where we can have training and support and just these kind of things that all kind of have a overriding feeling of hope with them as we're mothering, we're mothering and we're we're doing real stuff and stretchy things. And as we link arms with each other, something amazing happens. We learn a lot from each other. And so we love having that resource, that mother's who no resource. So Karen, thank you for just having the courage and the heart to get that, get that going and stick your neck out there to, to do some of these things that are that really do take some courage. And mothers who know.org is where you can go if you want to say, well, what else do they have? What we have webinars and trainings and lots of different interviews and things that all just hope to provide you with a feeling of, yeah, we can do this together. We can link arms. We can learn from each other. And so just know that that's there. We are, our parent company is called Life Changing Services. You might be familiar with them already, but they are a team of Latter-day Saint professionals that just want to provide gospel-centered healing and support and resources. And they are a great place to go if you're feeling like our family's struggling a little bit in some areas, whether it's marriage or trap or pornography or uh, mental health issues. They have lots of different resources. So you can go to lifechangingservices.org and that's just been a great resource. One thing we do want to just highlight before we get started is a training that we have called Mom Power Training, and it's just a free eight-part training. And the thing that's really neat about Mom Power Training is that it's a self-paced training. There are eight lessons with the training that Karen Broadheader, she's been the parent support specialist for life-changing services for over a decade and worked with hundreds, maybe thousands of moms and watched lots of people make some beautiful changes and just watch some of those tools and skills that they've acquired and learned about and put into practice. And it's been, wow, this makes such a difference. And so she's put together this free training called Mom Power Training 
that uses lots of those tools and skills that she's seen make such a difference, but from an angle of moms, just special for moms. And so you can go to mompowertraining.org to register for that. It's just a simple 30 second registration. And then you'll be emailed all of the different, the link to the, to the whole course and the resources with it. So you can just listen to that when it's convenient for you. And then kind of a fun a bonus, we, we meet each Tuesday morning starting next Tuesday to talk about what was learned in the lessons that you listened to on your own. Karen will share a little bit more, will share insights or ask questions. And that's just a really um, powerful, neat meeting. And it really is, there's not a cost for you. There is a cost to put it together and get it going, but they just, we're just so grateful for life-changing services and mothers who know and those people that help to offer that. So you'll learn lots of those neat things. And we just wanted to let you know that's there. So mompowertraining.org to be able to um, sign up for that. Karen, I'm going to hand it back over to you and excited to hear from Shari today. Thank you so much, BJ. I just wanted to tell you just a little bit about Shari because I know her well. She can tell me what she likes and and what she doesn't like, and I will listen to her. We've known each other for about 17 years, connecting on various, oh, challenges that we're having with our children. We have children in the same season. And so we've watched our kids grow up all these years together. And she's just been such a great resource to me. And one of the things that I thought of BJ while you were talking, and sorry, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember when you lived on in that apartment building up on that top floor, I remember being in standing in your parking lot and telling you what I was thinking about doing. And then another time being on a blanket at the library on the grass, the Leighton Library, and just being so full of doubt and insecurity but feeling so moved that I needed to start something for mom specifically, but feeling like, you know, that imposter syndrome, like, who am I to say anything? I'm just a... Anyway, and one thing that I've appreciated about Shari that's helped me so much is she never lets me lie to myself. And if ever she hears a lie that I'm saying, she'll call it right out immediately, not even in a polite way sometimes. And so I just think, okay, I really do appreciate that I have a friend like that. And we're always so busy and don't often get to hang out with each other. And I'm almost done here. But just recently, we did actually stand in the same room and hang out together. I went to Shari's house and I thought we were like going to go out to dinner. And she says, oh no, I'm going to make you a beet hummus wrap. Does that sound good to you? And I was thinking a beet hummus wrap. Um, Sure, that sounds really good. I've never tried that before. So I got there and she had created just this beautiful little salad because, you know, the wraps were gone. So we just had a salad and it was so healthy. Like I noticed my digestive system was like, this is really healthy and you're getting a little bit too healthy for us. And then I noticed too, and this is way too much information, I noticed too, I was alarmed in the morning when I used the restroom because I was like, what is going on? What does that look like? I don't think that's ever looked like that. So Shari has just been a great resource for me because she knows things about so many things that I value, but I don't have a passion for them like she does. And so I've learned a lot from her and I just am excited that she at really short notice had a window today to help us in this meeting and be our guest. 
while I was at her house recently, I asked her about, you know, what's going on. And this is a topic that we talked a lot about this mindfulness and her passion behind it and why she's so passionate about it. And I'll let her tell you a little bit more about that. But before I turn the time over to her, you just need to know that she's not only a my friend and a mom and a disciple of Christ, but she's also a professional. She went to school and learned a lot about lots of different modalities. She's a school counselor. She's been a career counselor at Weber State University, and she's also worked for Davis, Utah, Behavioral Mental Health. And so I'm going to turn the time over to you, Shari. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Karen. Oh, I got a really good laugh of that. Beat <laughs> story. That's the best. Oh, well, I'm, I'm very excited to be here. I actually have just been studying and reading and realize so glad this is just recorded to be heard and that none of you are judging that I never did my hair yet or my face. So, but it's been really fun to kind of study these uh, messages and kind of think about how I would want to present some of the information that I've learned here and then maybe talk about some strategies you can employ that are free and <laughs> at your disposal all the time. So I I think that it's been a gift to be studying about this right now. So I would love you to do two things before we start. I'd love it if you could make sure you had something to write on. It could be your phone, like if you like to do electronic, whatever, or like a piece of paper. And then I would love you to have one something that you enjoy eating, but it needs to be little, like a little piece of something or a raisin or a craisin. It just needs to be one little something that we'll use later maybe like in 35 minutes or something. So it doesn't have to be right this second, but I do I do want to invite you to have something. That'll be a fun little activity that we get to do and you're not here, so I can't give you a raisin or a Dove chocolate. Those are usually what I use when I'm doing my classes or, or teaching this. So if that gives you an idea of what you can get, that would be fun, but it will be worth your time because it will be something that you probably haven't experienced. At least I hadn't. So, all right. I would love to start with a question to you. And if it's okay, I would love a couple of people to answer. I've never been in this specific class before, so I don't know exactly how your forum is, but if we were together, I would have learned all of your names first and a little bit about you because I think names are so important and sharing is important. And we would have set up group rules like, guess what? Nothing leaves this room. You get to ask questions. You can be um, anonymous if you want to chat the question. I'm happy to read the question, or I guess maybe I don't have that. Maybe that's going to be somebody else gets to do that. Oh, I do have that capability. Well, okay. you do. You do, but let's just let's just set it up so everybody knows what to do. So okay. would you prefer that everybody puts their stuff in the chat to like usually we can do just go to BJ or parents is who Jay is today. She's parents. And you can send it privately to her if you just don't want it out loud, or you can put it in the chat to everybody. Or we can really be like a real classroom and people can unmute themselves raise their hand. How would you like to do it? I just would like all of those options available. So let's have you chat. If you want an anonymous question read, then please chat it to BJ and then she can read that question to me and we can do it that way. And then if you would like to unmute, you don't need to raise your hand or worry about interrupting. Well, we're all, we're all moms probably. And because that's what the name of this class is. So I'm assuming, but we all know that we get to be interrupted and that often those interruptions are the most important 
piece, right? And then you're like, whoa, yes, I'm so glad you asked that question. So that's what it looks like here. It's very open and you can just ask your questions. So what we're going to talk about today is the power of breath. And I, today, this morning, I did my study and I went into the LDS gospel app and I put in breathe and it came up with like 200 and something references. 80 of them were scriptural. 67 were in general conference. And, you know, so, but the program that I'm going to talk about or the mindfulness or whatever, the focus is on breath, which we all have, and we have control over our breath and it's free. Even if my youngest or my middle daughter would always say, mom, she's breathing my air, have her move. She's breathing my air. (laughs) So yeah, she, I guess thought that there wasn't enough air for everyone. I'm not sure, but it was funny, but she, but anyway, breath is what we're going to talk about and the power of breath. And I want you to think about a couple of things. So the first thing I want you to think about is putting your hand on your chest and just noticing your breath. And then I'd like you to put your hand on your stomach and notice if it moves when you breathe. And I would love to help you to recognize the power of a deeper breath and using your diaphragm. So when you are singing, often people will teach the concept of a proper breath for for singing. Or if you're exercising, you'll probably notice that your capacity to breathe in and use your lungs and use your diaphragm. Like, you know, we can help our breath or our ability to take in air become stronger. And we can also help, we can also notice what happens in our body when we take deeper breaths. And we may know all of these things, but often we really don't recognize how we're breathing and the power of a deeper breath to calm you, to help you be in the present and to help you feel the spirit and know what would be the next step that you're going to take. To illustrate this, I'm going to tell you about one of the teens that I was working with. This teen is, is somebody that I am close to. And so when they were telling me some of what they had been experiencing, my heart really was uncomfortable. And I felt scared. I noticed that I felt like I would like to like stop the conversation immediately and like put them in a room that was padded with no doors and no windows. Like just wanted to keep them safe, what they were talking about and what they were experiencing and what they were having a hard time with was things that were very worrisome to me. And I remember thinking, just breathe and listen, just breathe and listen. And maybe I didn't even think it, maybe I just felt it, but I just kept breathing and listening. And as this conversation got longer, it was interesting to me because the teen needed to express themselves to start thinking like, what was, what is my question? What am I really facing? They needed me to just be there. And if I would have like answered or tried to give my reasons or actually put them in a safe place and locked the door in a tower. I think I would have missed the beauty that came later. I just want to tell you as a mom, 
And as some, someone that's worked with teens that are struggling, that I get that it's really uncomfortable and that your fear can rise to extreme heights. And our bodies, when fear happens in our bodies, different chemicals go off and we become in more of a fight or flight. But our breath is one of our tools that is just there in the minute of your chaos to help you come back to center and to be in the present and to ride the fear and to keep your mouth quiet so that you can hear what they are saying and be inspired because you're in the present. You're not in fear. You're in the present. You have the spirit can talk to us. I feel when we're in the present, not when I'm worrying about my future or what I should say to them and not when I'm worried about their past and what might've got them here. But instead, if I'm just breathing, that's my job is to breathe and listen. The spirit talks to me like with little thoughts or connections that I can help give them. Or even if it's none of that, it might just be truly a listening ear. And maybe that's all it is. But I work really hard to to breathe so that I can have the spirit guide me on what would be okay or best, or the next step, or an idea. So my question is to you, maybe it's more of a statement first, actually, I'm going to read a quote. So so this one comes out of October 2019. And maybe BJ can put a link or the information of this in the quote in the chat. But it's by L. Todd Budge. It's from the October 2019 conference. And it's called Consistent and Resilient Trust. And I love all of it. We're not going to read the entire talk today, but it might be one that you might want to go back and look at. But here are his questions in here. One of them is, have the difficulties of life ever made it hard for you to breathe and caused you to wonder how you can make it through the day, let alone make it back to your heavenly home? So my question is, have the difficulties of life ever made it hard for you to breathe? And if you feel like you'd like to share something, please do. But I do want you to bring one experience to mind and notice if you can, were you in that moment present? Was it fear that you were feeling of like anxious about the future, maybe depressed about the past? You know, like what, what was that situation like for you? Sorry, I can't think of a specific thing. I'll just share while everybody else is thinking and deciding who's going to go next. Because you'll notice in these meetings, we kind of start fighting with each other about who's going to go next and first. Good. I know. It's, but then we are all nice and we figure it out. But I have been noticing and noticing to the point that it's very becoming more obvious to me that I hold my breath. And it's a new thing to me. Why am I holding my breath? I get up, like I walk up the stairs in my home and I get up there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can hardly breathe. And it's because I've held my breath. And I think, why am I holding my breath? I remember just recently being somewhere out in the community with my husband and said, 
I just am automatically holding my breath for some reason. I don't know exactly why. So that's just probably good for me to notice as it relates to what you're talking about today. Oh, it's so good to notice. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, I noticed I do that too, Karen. And I realize, oh my gosh, I'm not breathing. Or I guess with my watch that I have and it it has this little ting that says, reminds you to breathe and like on the hours. And so I'll notice that if I'm getting really anxious or tense or, or overwhelmed, then I just have to think, okay, I just have to breathe, take a big deep breath because it just, I just feel it everywhere in my chest and my shoulders and, and going through uh, getting some, some help with some hormones and stuff for the doctor. She just said, you really need to focus on relaxing and breathing. Cause this is where I carry my tension. And I think it's cause I'm, when I'm anxious and or worried or stressed out, then I just do these little shallow breaths instead of nice, deep breathing to release some of that pressure, I guess. Oh, that's cool. Anybody else feel free to just say, can I say something? I'll say something. So good to see you. (laughs) So I think something that, well, first of all, I am also a breath holder and I didn't realize it until I was doing physical therapy for a back injury. And so the physical therapist had given me some exercises and she basically said, there are two types of people the type that breathe and the type through the exercises, and that's a healthy way to exercise. And then the type who they hold their breath when they're like concentrating and doing these exercises. And I fall into the second category. She pointed it out to me. So, but I think one thing in terms of breath holding or the importance of breathing that we may all be able to relate to is when you're in labor, bringing a child into the world, breathing and focusing on your breathing is a wonderful way to stay in the present. And in fact, those shallow breaths that talked about, that leads us to hyperventilate. So I think at one point I knew actually at two points in labor and then also doing physical therapy, the importance of breathing, but I think of consciously breathing, but I think it's something that we need to remember more than once. It takes effort. Oh, I love that. I think it's was somebody else going to say something. You just stop me if I talk over you. I think it's pretty cool. Like we could go into all the mechanics and we could even go into, you know, fight or flight, parasympathetic versus sympathetic nervous system. There's lots of deep words, but for me, I think let's just talk as the layman talks too. And when you guys talk just like that, Karen just shared, you're going to hear it. You can go back and you can see scientific proof or words or all that. It's just all there. But for us for today, it is just that simple as everyone just pointed out that it is a tool. It's a really good tool if you want to listen to someone because our minds are tricky and they're like thinking of the next, what you're going to say to what that person is saying. And we want to stop. We want to listen and name their feeling and name, you know, reiterate that we heard them. That's more important than letting our brain do what it does, which it's constantly chattering. That's what it brain does. So we can just know that. But we have control over going back and taking attention back to our breath and to the person that's speaking with us or to the scriptures that we're reading or to the song we're singing. 
we have a gift in so many ways that Heavenly Father has just created for us when he said, you know, pray and read your scriptures and take care of your body and, you know, things like that he's asked us to do. Well, these are some of the reasons. So, okay. Yes. Okay. So his written about in here is really true. So I just helped a teen this week that was having a panic attack, which maybe that's more than what was experiencing here, but maybe not. And sometimes when we use those kind of terms, it gets people a little bit nervous or scared. It does for me. And this was something that I was helping someone with, but they were crying. They were tensed, like talked about like all of these pieces and shallow breathing for sure, because they couldn't even like get their breath. And so in that instance, I actually have an oil called breathe, which I find that a little bit humorous, but it's pretty potent. And so I did, you know, put the oil underneath their nose so that they could breathe it in and just talked soothing, you know, touched their hand and let them smell it. And anyway, so I, I think that there's some beauty in what you just said, because breathing is important. And comment was, I once almost passed out and couldn't breathe while talking about a trauma I hadn't talked about before. This is real. It's for our children. It's for ourselves. Like being able to honor the power of the emotions that we can hold on to or feel again are, it is beautiful and absolutely imperative that we recognize that and we don't make a judgment about it. It's not right or wrong. Bring, being a person that holds their breath when they're exercising, it's not a right or wrong, right? Like it's just good to know and then to employ a deep breath. And I do want you to recognize next time you get to be near a baby, watch a baby knows how to breathe. It's their stomach that goes up and down. And so that was really helpful for me to see what it should look like. And then to, when I lie down, I'll put my hand on my stomach. When I was first learning to just take some breaths, that was helpful. But when I'm in a chair, like at work, or I'm feeling an emotion from a student sharing something, I'll put my hand on my stomach. They don't need to know what I'm doing. And just remind myself to keep breathing because even hearing, like, you know, being the one hearing what the other person has gone through also can be a time where we, I do, I, I maybe you do too, but I hold my breath. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so good. Okay, I'm going to share one more scripture link and then a little experience before I talk to you about the power of breathe. It's an acronym, and I'm going to give you some tips and things that you can try at home just to be practicing. And then I'm also going to give you some references and links, maybe not links, but ways that you can learn more about this in your own area. So I just want you to recognize the power of breath. You can go back to this talk and then you can read through the brother of Jared's experience when he was asking for light and air in the boats and think about the power of breath, how important light and breath were for them to make it a crest. All right. I do have a couple of more. I think I'll save that one for just a little bit. There is another talk I thought was very fun about breath. It's Cultivate Righteous Traditions. It's from October 2000 conference. And 
It is Donald Halstrom, Donald L. Halstrom of the first crime of the 70 at the time. And in here, he talks about an ethnic culture tradition that is from Hawaii. And they have what's called ha. And he said that anciently Hawaiians had a practice, the spirit of which is still exhibited today by many in the islands. When greeting another person, one would come face to face, offer an expression of ha, even expelling their breath for another to feel. The literal translation of ha is the breath of life. It was a way to give of oneself and show another a deep sense of brotherly love and caring. When foreigners first came to Hawaii, they did not exhibit this same respect for others. They were called haole, meaning without ha or without the breath of life. To me, I think we are the ones giving ha or the breath of life to each other, especially during times of trauma. And and I know that when Karen was talking about what I do, you'll understand that I work with, you know, teens or I worked with women, I worked with families a little bit in educational settings because I'm not a, I am a school counselor, but my degree is not one-on-one counseling. It's more educational counseling. And so I did educational groups, but I, the reason I bring that up is I'm also a mom and my children have gone through difficult things. And so when I'm coming to you, it's not from a place of, I sure hope you learn this. It's from a place of, I sure hope I remember to keep doing this. (laughs) So here's, I just want I wanted to say that because in this last experience that are the only experience that I wanted to share right now was that just four weeks ago, maybe, or three, I woke up in the morning and I am really good to go to bed. But when I wake up in the morning, it's early. And like this morning, I read the news, I read a conference talk, you know, like around four or five, and then, you know, like just I don't know. I have a weird schedule, but I, that morning, it was a Sunday morning and I woke up and I noticed, and that's one of the gifts that has come from me learning this mindfulness is just noticing really what I feel or really what I was thinking, noticing my thought before that feeling came, being able to be aware of what is happening inside of my brain or my heart. And that day I felt so heavy. I just was so sad for a couple of my children. And I am a single mom. I've been a single mom for 17 years, but I was afraid and I just wanted somebody else to be there, you know? And I thought, well, there's probably not anyone that would like me to call them at this hour. So, and actually over the years, I don't do that anymore. And it's, I, my, whether that's good or bad, I really have learned to just talk to God. And so I was laying on my bed and I had that kind of a sad heart prayer kind of thing going on. And I thought, what could I have done? Like, what should I have done? And what can I do? And the feelings were very heavy. And I thought to myself, well, what you can do is put God first. That's what you do in the morning. So before I read the news or anything else, I just put God first. So I thought, why don't you do the come follow me? And so that's what I was doing. And I was clicking different links. And all of a sudden, I had my heart prayer answered. 
And I feel like Heavenly Father is reminding me that, Shari, my promises are real. Go back to the simple. I will remind you over and over again. But this was my answer. So this is a link that was in there, but it linked me to Worthy of Our Promised Blessings from October 2015. And it said, recently, or she said, Recently, I talked to an old friend who has gone through two divorces due to the addictions and unfaithfulness of her husbands. She and three of her children have suffered greatly. She pleaded, I have tried so hard to live righteously. Why have I had so many trials? What have I done wrong? What does Heavenly Father want me to do? I pray. I read my scriptures. I help my children. I go to the temple often. I want you to know that I have three children. I've only been through one divorce, but it does have merit what was said in here about why. But this was the answer. As I listened to this sister, I felt like shouting out, you're doing it. You're doing all that Heavenly Father wants and hopes you to do. And that was, it wasn't the words. It was the feeling that came. I felt the Spirit say to me, that is what I'm telling you. That's your job. You just keep showing up and doing your job, and it's not right or wrong. There's no judgment about what your life's experiences are and what your children are going through. It is the adventure of humanity. Like, this is life. And if everyone was honest, they would all be able to say there are really big things, hard, big things in everybody's life. And, and sometimes they're way harder than we even wanted them ever to be, which is what I was dealing with with one of my children. But however, our, what, is, what he's asking us to do is the same as what he was asking us to do prior, to stay present so that we can fill the Holy Ghost, to leave judgment to him, and to wait for the Spirit to guide us on how to do our next steps. I'm going to stop there. Does anybody have any thoughts or feelings or ideas that have come to their mind they would like to share? I just appreciated this. This is so many. I've been just writing my notes and glad that this will be recorded so that we can. I'm thinking, how could I talk about this with my kids in 10 minutes when we got our little hill huddle tonight, you know, just to help out this tool. But I was when you were saying, can you think of something that kind of takes your breath away or makes you feel like, oh, all yeah, all concerned or worried. I was just thinking about how I turned 50 this year, a, a couple months ago. And for some reason, I have, I have just been focused in on that. And as I watched my parents aging and how difficult that can be and how painful that can be, it's something that just, you know, combined with the other worries of the news in the day or whatever that I've just kind of zeroed in on. Okay, I'm going to get older and I'm going to get achier and I'm going to, you know, I notice little health struggles I'm having right now and thinking, okay, there is truth in that. That is going to be a part of my life, right? But I don't want that to consume me and I don't, anyway, so I'm thinking about this, you know, having this mindfulness about something that has a, a part of truth to it, that there is some, you know, kind of anticipating some difficulty there. But it's funny how some, some things will consume us about our kids or about our own lives or about our, you know, people that we love. But anyway, do you have any thoughts on that? That's just something I've been thinking about. I guess I was listening to specifically to have a thought. I just was acknowledging that's really true. <laughs> like it, 
when you said, you know, minor health issues and, and that it's going to continue. I do think it's interesting. I, that breathing, this idea of breathing and breathing more correctly and giving yourself five minutes, 10 minutes to just breathe every day. There is some significant data, some significant studies that have been done that it can help people with chronic pain. It helps with depression. It helps with anxiety. And to me, as we are aging, as we are changing, and as things are happening, those are inevitable. Like, we can't say, no, thank you. I don't want to have a birthday. You know, like, that's not in our control, but the breath that God has given us is in our control. And I I think two things that, sorry, BJ, I don't know that that was what you wanted at all, but that, yes, like just breathing every day, just taking five minutes in the morning, five minutes before you go to bed and just breathe and practice the breath is going to be huge. And it's a tool you can teach to your children. And so maybe does somebody have another thought or question? I I think I'm going to take you into the learning to breathe curriculum and kind of give you a little bit of the tool part of it, but I don't want people to not ask questions. So is there any other thoughts or questions that have come to you? Is that the the acronym for breathe is that what you were gonna go into okay because that's what I didn't want to interrupt you on so anyway awesome okay we're excited to hear about that please I think that where you're going is what I was gonna ask can you hear me it's interesting I haven't been to mothers you know for a long time like several years but as my kids were going through some trials I have one on a mission now and he talked to me yesterday on the phone saying that he's struggling dealing with the stress being on a mission. And he's been a little afraid and nervous that he's dealing with the stress in the same way that he did years ago. And he doesn't want to do that. And um, we talked through it a little bit. And I had suggested that he meditate, you know, find time for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes in their morning routine. And, you know, just it's just as important as personal study or companionship study. And it's interesting because then the note about this class came up in my email this morning. And I was like, I think I need to listen to this. And it's been maybe five years since I've been involved in one of these discussions. And so I would like if there's any opportunity, something that maybe I could link to him about breathing and meditation, because I think this is exactly what we had talked about yesterday, that he needed some time Like he says, I just have no time to myself um, on a mission, and that is very difficult. And I think that this all links together that if he could find ways to breathe more effectively, breathe through his alone time, that even though he has to be in the presence of his companion to find ways to, you know, develop habits that allow him to deal with some of the stress that, that they have on mission. So yes, I was hoping that we could have something that I could send to him that's not a YouTube or something that they can't access. That's at all possible. Absolutely. Can I just ask one other question? Sorry, before you move on, you just mentioned, well, you talked about breathing and then noticing what's in my mind and then doing that without judgment. Can you give me an example of what would it be with judgment? Like what, what does that even look like? If that makes, I don't know if that makes sense. Sorry. Yes, it totally makes sense. Well, like minor personal. So then I think, do 
do I really want to share that? But I, so I remember that I just yesterday, we were getting ready to go on a trip, a little trip for my daughter to do an an activity. And I woke up and I thought, and I woke up really early and I thought, should I, I should put the wash in. And then I thought, wow, I don't really want to get up right now. And so like, I just have this experience with myself where I've had a thought that probably was a good thought. And like, had I done it or just done that, I would have been ready for the next things, but instead I didn't. And then I noticed later, so it's not mindfulness at the very minute. It had, for me, it took looking back, but I got really frustrated with my daughter because she hadn't packed the night before when she said she was going to. Well, that really wouldn't have been a problem. If I would have got up and put my load of laundry in earlier, I probably would have started packing, right? Like I'm just noticing the fact that when I don't follow promptings, or I guess what I'm noticing is I get frustrated, but if I look at the thoughts that had come to my mind, I can see where I had a clear thought, right? Like not a negative thought, a clear thought to do something. And that probably had I just done that probably wouldn't have escalated to my frustration and outward conversation to my daughter. So that shows you a weakness I have. And, and it's not one and done. That's not the only time. It's just the newest one yesterday. Right. So while I was being frustrated, all of a sudden I could tell myself, this isn't about her. And I could say to her, well, I called her by name, but daughter, this isn't about you. My anger and my frustration right now, like, I think actually I'm kind of frustrated that you didn't pack when you said you were, but my level of frustration is not about you and the packing. It is that I didn't get up and now I'm running behind. So I don't feel like I can help you and get out the door at the same time. Both of us, like that was mindfulness for me. And it helps the responsibility because what I do is give my responsibility to other people with my frustration and anger. And and maybe there's some validity to that too, but I give more like it's this high when really it was this high for that, right? But my other part is my frustration. So I recognize that I am mean to myself too, right? Because also I could give myself grace and say, you really haven't slept very much and sleep was also important. So take a breath. And now why don't you guys think about what's the most important? And so we did a load of wash and packed her bag and we did the stuff together. And then all of my clothes were drying on the back seat of the car as we drove. And I thought, well, that's not the best way to do it, but it worked. And we got here and things smelled fine. So I, well, they smelled good. And so I think it's like just readdressing like, okay, Heavenly Father, I need the atonement again right now. Because I know you probably, that was probably inspiration over there. And I didn't follow it. But I understand that I'm not perfect and never have been. And now I'm asking for your atonement right now. With this situation, so we don't leave on this vacation in frustration, but instead we can leave on this path of like, yeah, neither of us are perfect. And look at what we did together. That was really creative thinking. Okay, let's go on our adventure. You know, so that was a better place where if it would have stayed in my same way of doing things, I would have felt justified in my being so mad. And we would have gotten in that car and I wouldn't have talked for a little while. You know, so that's, that's my, those are my, <laughs> terrible, not terrible. Those are just part of who I am. 
And it's something I've had to work with for a long time. Okay, I got the thumbs up. Maybe that was good enough. Oh dear, this is all recorded, you guys. That's fine. Can I share something? Yes. I just really appreciate this. This is definitely what I, I needed to hear because I had forgotten that I found out about myself a while ago here you can see my eyes that I don't breathe I just don't like I'll just be sitting here and then and then I start having panic attacks you know that I just I hold my breath a ton throughout the day I got no wonder I'm not getting oxygen to my brain I'm not breathing so this has all been super super helpful I had a big experience last weekend a situation about shame and I got into fight or flight and didn't even realize what was going on and ended up getting a priesthood blessing and it helped. But then I realized later that day what had happened. It was, it was all about not feeling worthy, good enough, whatever. My, my friend paid for me to stay at a really nice hotel and do a women's retreat. And I just, the minute I got to the hotel, I started getting all crunchy and wanting to leave or fight. Or, like, it was just weird. Anyway, I want you to know that I super duper appreciate this. This goes along with all of that stuff. And I, one thing that I did other than the priesthood blessing was I put my feet in the grass, which I live in East Texas. So we have fire ants and chiggers. So when I got to be out further, you know, toward the West, I thoroughly enjoyed the grass so I could do it freely. And I just breathed. And now I'm realizing why that helped so much having my feet in the grass doing, you know, grounding, but breathing like, yeah. So thank you. And I put in my phone, a daily reminder to on repeat, to remember to breathe. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That's so good. That is so good. Oh, you guys are awesome. And some tools that you can take are just what have been said, just like Heidi said. And for your missionaries, I think I would just send them one idea a week, right? But this week, it could be, well, you get to eat every day, even if it's with your companion. And so with this something that you went to get that you're going to eat, and even if you don't have something like you're wherever and you couldn't get a something, just go through the motions with me. Because even mindfully eating one something can bring us back to the present because we're using multiple senses. Our five senses are a great tool. You know, remind your missionary, why don't you use your five senses today? When you're feeling that way, just think, what's the furthest thing I can see? What can I smell? What can I taste? I'll, I'll touch this. Look, it's rough. You know, just that can bring him back to the present. So that's one good tool. The second is mindful eating. You don't have to eat your entire meal mindfully, but you might like to. And you can certainly eat your one little something special for the day this way. So I would like you to do, to take your something if you have it, but I would like you to imagine looking at it or looking at it. And if it's something that you need to unwrap, look at the wrapper first. If it's not, I want you to like really recognize like, does it have texture? You know, does it have a word on it? Does it have color? But just really notice that something and kind of turn it around. And if you have to open it, this would be a good time to open it. And then I'd like you to smell it because again, you're using your, your five senses. So now you've seen it. You maybe even felt it with your fingers a little bit but now smell it. And while you're smelling it, just notice, like, does your mouth start to salivate? Can you smell anything? Is there a smell? Once you smell it, do you decide, oh, actually, I don't want to eat this. (laughs) Or do you think, oh, yes, this actually is happy. This is exactly 
what I want to eat, right? But you're just noticing the smell and what it does to your senses. And then you are going to put it in your mouth, but you're not going to bite. So just put it in your mouth and put it between your teeth on one side. And then maybe move it to the other side. And then depending on what you have, you know, in your mouth, maybe you can move it on your tongue and there's texture. Maybe it starts to melt. Just enjoy the sensation of keeping it in your mouth for a period of time. Okay, would you take a second and just put in the chat, what was that experience like? Just a word maybe, two words. You can unmute and share your words. Calming, enjoyable, fulfilling, deliberate, pleasurable, new. (laughs) Yeah. I think for me it was like sometimes I, you know, when I'm eating treats or something, you just want more and more and more. But if you stop and let your tongue actually taste what you're having and, and explore those senses, you don't need as much because you're getting that sensation with one piece instead of with a whole bag, right? Yeah, so true because the opposite of mindful is mindless, which we do all the time really well, right? Like, have you ever gotten done with breakfast and you're like, whoa, what did I eat? Or, I mean, you know, like just, yeah, so cool. Thank you. Oh, uh, okay. Definitely enjoyed it more than usual. I've never enjoyed an M&M like that before. What a neat experience to slow down for that simple pleasure. Happy, yummy, fun, aware, and available. New for me too. So that... Can I say something? Yes, please. Don't ever pick an almond because an almond, like you want to crunch on it right then when you put it in your mouth and just let it sit there and get all soggy is a little different experience. I think for me that it was like this thing where I was trying to be more controlled in my mind. So it was actually kind of challenging for me. I didn't feel very calm about it. If I would have put chocolate in there, probably I would have. But yeah, I think that it was definitely something labored for me because I don't ever think about it really. I just eat. That is so true. And Yes, an almond, like that's what it does in our fridge, right? We put it in water. Sometimes people do that so that it breaks down and then you eat it. And so, oh my word, I hadn't even thought of like, I haven't even thought of that side. That's so cool. Yes. Well, I, so this is just one tool. This is one tool of the first word of breathe. So breathe is an acronym where B means body. You're just being mindful. I'm pretty sure, I wish I knew everybody's names because I think that's so important, but I'm pretty sure it was, now you guys moved around on the screen, so I guess I can't tell. But it was, oh, it was that sweet lady that said she kept all of her tension up here in her shoulders. Oh, thank you. Okay, it was you. So the idea of just noticing where we keep our stress, noticing what we're doing when we're listening to someone, like, I don't know why, but I clench my fists right? Or that, no, I'm not breathing. I'm, I'm actually noticing I'm not breathing. So you're just, that's it. The B is just noticing. And one of the simple exercises is doing mindful eating. And the other one is to just think about the opposite, right? Mindless, like, where are you mindless? And, and then going back to trying to do it just for a minute, mindfully, instead of mindlessly. So that's your B. Your R is all about reflections. And they just had to say reflections because it's not a T in breathe, right? I mean, not this part is not a T. So reflections are your thoughts. And when you are maybe sharing your 10 minutes with your kids, this is another one to talk about. So the power of thought 
And the power of mindfully thinking, I will tell you that one thing I've noticed is if I am outwardly unkind to my children, meaning like, hey, why didn't you pack last night when you said, I have already been unkind to myself in my head. That is, it has never failed. I find that so interesting. If you can recognize that for me, if I can recognize I'm being judgmental in my head, like, I can't believe you didn't just get up. Like, my gosh, what is wrong with you, Shari? You can't be that tired. You're not even working. You've been off of work for a whole week. You know, like all these thoughts that was so powerful for me to stop that. And I don't mean stop it. Like, don't think that, you know, not, not like that, but just to say, oh, wow. Okay. My brain, I'm dealing with these thoughts that are very negative. They're not positive. They're more negative, right? Or so that I'm not making a judgment about myself. I'm just noticing that's where they are. And then I kindly, but firmly draw myself back to my breath and focus on my breath. And I may put a new thought in there. I might, like the kids these days like to hear me teach you know, you can swipe left or swipe right on a thought. Those thoughts don't have to stay there. And they aren't even all important. If you noticed how many thoughts you had, you would die. Like, I mean, we, we're thinking all the time, our mind is chattering. So recognizing what thoughts you're having, whether they're positive or negative or neutral, is just helpful. And then saying, oh, my mind is doing its thing. It's a mind. And I'm going to guide myself back to my breath deliberately. And then the idea of like writing the thought out is also a part that you're going to kind of see there. The next area is E for emotions. And you guys, if you've done the training with Karen, like that's what's so cool is this really aligns with what Karen teaches, right? So, but our thoughts are really critical to recognize because thoughts create emotion and we can handle emotions. They're kind of like energy surges, but we can handle them by paying attention to them and then watching them come and go. So like me yesterday, I couldn't go backward and do something different, right? I was already frustrated. So I was being kind of like militant, like get that done over here, blah, blah, blah. So once I noticed that it didn't just like go away, my feeling of frustration, but I could name it and honor, like be responsible for my own and recognize this is not about, this is not about your daughter. This is just about you right now. And writing that feeling out, just thinking of feelings as waves and writing it out. And the real tender thing about this for me is this is really why I got into mindfulness because I had a very dear friend who really dealt with anxiety and depression, more depression probably for her, but she felt it coming on after starting this mindfulness journey. And she told me, Shari, one day I knew I was going into a hole. And so I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to practice this. So she sat on her couch and breathed. She did listen, I think, to some music. She did different things, but it was over a period of three hours. She did not stop. She just kept breathing. She might have gotten interrupted. Welcome to We're All Mothers. But 
she would just keep going back to her breath. Maybe she'd listen to something the next, you know, whatever. She wrote that out. And she said, usually her depression would come and stay for a while, right? Like, but she, at the end of the three hours, she felt better. And I just thought, oh my word, that is so powerful from knowing her and what she's dealt with. I would like to know more. So that is one that I think is not easy for me, but it's more easy for me if I've noticed my thoughts and caught my thoughts, but I can ride my emotions out and just at least be responsible for them more. I do want to say, if you're being responsible for your emotions, but somebody else isn't healthy, it's not okay for them to say, yeah, that's right. It was all you, right? Like it, that's not what this is about. So if you're not in a healthy place to share it with somebody, don't share it with them. You can just own the part that was yours. You're not there to be belittled or ridiculed or made to feel shame because, yep, that's right. You do that. Nope. That's not what's happening here. This is so that I, I'm not opening you up for abuse, right? That's not what this is about. This is about you being aware. Your A is for attention. And it's just paying attention to what is going on and how much you can handle. For this one, it's a fun activity with your family or kids or the missionary or whatever to have them hold a something. And when I'm in like my institute or seminary type settings, then I'll have them hold the gospel far away, right? Like put the scriptures in their hands and just have somebody come up and hold that. Just please hold that for as long as you can. It needs to stay right here. Don't let it go down. And they're, they're just holding it. And it is so hard. Like it is hard to hold the gospel out here and just try to hold it. Right. And, but this is sometimes how we do it. And instead, after that gets really painful, tell them, okay, now I want you to hold it to your chest. And how long can you do that? So with teens, it's kind of fun to like put timers on or whatever, but, and let them come up with what does that mean to you? What does this mean if you're holding it out here and it's so heavy? What does this mean if you're holding it here and you can do it probably indefinitely? Like, I mean, it's not really hard to do that, right? And how can that relate to how you're holding on to the gospel? Are you letting the Savior Are you telling him at night when you're going to bed after being a missionary and so tired? I was a missionary and I was so tired. And I would just tell him, and I I hold my hands open now as a mom. I don't know if I did that as a missionary, but I'm like, Heavenly Father, this was all I could give today. Will you please just accept it and consecrate it and help me be better tomorrow And, and help this be enough through your atonement, right? Because this is all I can do sometimes. And that's all I can do sometimes. And being okay with that too, without judgment again, right? The atonement can work all of the time in our lives. I, I ask Heavenly Father to, you know, consecrate my effort all the time because it's never enough. I don't think we can. We're human. So here's my little offering and will you consecrate it? But just that attention to what you can handle And then being able to think reasonably in this setting, what can I do then? Like, oh, you know what? When we're eating lunch, 
can you give me 10 minutes of like quiet that you're not going to talk to me? And I am going to just color this picture or I'm going to breathe. I'm going to paint with a paintbrush and water, but no color. It's so therapeutic with a white piece of paper, paintbrush and water. That's all you need. Everybody can do it. All little children can do it. Like it just doesn't hurt anything, right? Like I'm just going to do this for a little while and I just need it to be quiet. Or maybe they put earplugs in, but they're in the same room. You know, they're still abiding by the rules, but they're giving themselves, they're honoring that they need some time. So that's the A. Their T, the next T, or the only T, is tenderness. So this is the whole idea of self-care, being tender to yourself, like we just expressed, and, and cultivating this. So the inner mind, the strength that comes from being able to know our brain and what we're thinking, that strength has to also be built every day, right? So yes, it can help in a very stressful situation. It can. It's better for me if I've been taking time to practice 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes in the morning before I get out of bed and working with everybody or 10 minutes at night before I go to bed, like, just taking that time intentionally. If I do that all the time, I'm so much better at handling chaos, but it's being tender to yourself, to others, you know, giving them the grace card. I love to say to my children, well, just so you know, I was so mad yesterday. I think I would have grounded you for forever, but today I can see some grace in it. And I also know, guess what, what you were doing was pretty normal. Maybe not how you dealt with it, but feeling anxiety, that's normal, right? Like, well, maybe even how they dealt with it can be a normal, like it, maybe that was their normal, how they dealt with it. But instead, just recognizing that that is so normal to feel pressure, to feel stress. However, being in the moment, you don't, because being in the moment, you're not in the future, anxious, you're not in the past, depressed you're in the moment, you're just breathing right now. It's different sensation. And so, yeah, anyway, there's lots of fun activities with that one. But I think that just the idea of, yeah, just the idea of being tender to self and to others and, and practicing, it's called loving kindness. That's, you can write that down. You can actually Google some loving kindness, mindfulness sounds right for free. (laughs) Like, yeah, I, I happen to love John Cabot Zinn. It's J-O-N, just John, then Cabot, K-A-B-B-A-T dash Z-I-N-N. I like, I put that in and I put in John Cabot Zinn body scan. And it just takes you from your toes to your head, you know? So, and it's, I, I like his voice, You, but there's lots of people that do mindfulness. Again, it's free, but you can listen to some, some of those. You can also put in loving kindness meditation and, and look at that. There's others that you have to pay for. I promise you there's free ones everywhere. So just keep looking. The H is habits. That's what you're doing is you are building daily habit, Right. That's it. And then E is feeling empowered. And I do feel more empowered when I have been in the present, when I've owned the part that was mine, when I've not owned other people's things, you know, when I've just really stayed in the present, put myself in 
my feet in grass where there are no chiggers, listen to water. My heartbeat actually is very grounding for me. So sometimes I'll just put my hand on my chest or on my neck and find my heartbeat because guess what? I never have to tell that to do that. It's just doing that. When I think it shouldn't be like their life should not go on and it's still doing that. And that's very grounding for me or the stars outside at night. Find things that are fun for you, like your own 10 minutes of fun and let your kids find there something that's fun for them. It doesn't have to be the same. Yeah, though that's your breath acronym. I, Karen, should I turn it back to you or to questions right now? I yeah. hope that was Let's helpful. Take, yeah, that was so helpful. I think we all, our hands are hurting. We're all being mindful of, man, my hands hurting. I've taken so many notes. Yeah. <laughs> Gals, do you have any questions for Shari? Thank you, Shari, because I have learned a lot about mindfulness in the past and breathing and, but I've never made this connection that I needed. And I think it's just a testament how the Lord answers our prayers, because I feel like when we're trying to do something, so I've been trying to be a better listener to my kids. Like that's really one of my goals. And I'm, you know, I, my brain goes and I want to give advice and, you know, and it stops me from listening and stops the experience from having the spirit. And so when you made that connection between breathing and listening, I was like, Oh my gosh, that was such a connect the dots epiphany for me of a practical thing I could do to improve on being a better listener. And so I just am like, so grateful. And I just feel so grateful that you were an answer to my prayers. So I'm so thankful that Heavenly Father helped you today share what you did, because I just want you to know you totally answered my prayers in a very specific way. So thank you so much. It was amazing. Heavenly Father is so tender, right? Because sometimes we don't even remember we said that something. So that's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Any other questions? Any other things? I just had a thought as you were talking, I thought about how important breathing was in the creation that Adam received the breath of life and that breath of life is what made him a living soul and how important it is to me not to be apathetic and indifferent and complacent and that I want to be a living soul too so thank you for inspiring wow I love that Wow. I love that. You guys, I do want to share this really quick. This is specific curriculum. Learning to breathe is written for our teens. This is something that I'm trained in, I guess. So I've employed it even in the high school setting. It's curriculum that can be used in the high school setting. It's it's cleared by the SEL or the social emotional learning. But I do think that I want you to just know that most of your county health, like Davis Behavioral Health or Weber Ogden, or, you know, like some of you are in California, Washington, like, but you're, you, you'll probably have mindfulness classes that you can take. I just took them listening to the spirit and for me, and I took the things away that were good for my heart. I didn't find anything bad in them. So don't, not like that. I just, I love to see it and then see it through the lens of the gospel has always been helpful to me. And so I did do that with my children. I did mindfulness classes for, it was called mindfulness-based stress reduction. 
Those are classes you can usually take. Most of your county health will teach them for a specific cost, but almost all of them say we can scholarship you, right? So apply for the scholarships, let them know this is how much I can pay, but it's an eight week course usually. The learning to breathe or the mindfulness for teens is very healthy for teenagers. It's, you know, like more activities like we've talked about today instead of just breathing and not that it's just breathing, but anyway, it's more active. Those are often not costly or are not of cost, or you can go and since your teen is or child is taking the class, you can be with a parent support group at the same time. I think Karen and I are working for me to run one of these groups, you know, through this program. So anyway, just help you. I just want you to know there's lots of resources, but this special thing about it is once you learn the tactics, it doesn't cost, right? I think it's more helpful. I sometimes do community sits for Davis Behavioral Law, where I'll just go in for that day, that class and and do a, a, you know, a breathing community sit. But I, yeah. So I just want you to know that that is available in lots of places. And then yes, B, body, R, reflections for thoughts. E, emotions, A, attention, T is tenderness, H is habit, you're forming a habit, and the last E is empowerment. Good, yeah, thank you. And then, yes, and this is curriculum for like 16 weeks or eight weeks that we just tried to talk about in 90 minutes. You know how that goes. Yeah, so if you're interested, one thing we're going to try is an eight-week mindfulness experience with Shari. Yeah, this is really powerful as it relates to so many pieces of the eternal warrior principles that we teach at Life Changing Services, as well our mom power training. It's incredible if you're familiar with the spin, the satanic spin and the chemical scale. If you are uh, very trained in the chemical scale, you'll recognize that the once you're past a level two, that's when the alarm should go off. And that's the feeling stage now. And past level two is when it's kind of the temptation moment is your next level. And then the next level after that, your level four is your, I'm having this irrational conversation where I'm justifying things, which grow. So all these feelings are growing. And then you get to the place where you're at you know, level five, which is your, your action that you take, the behavior that you have that's outside of your value system. And we kind of turn that as a, you know, that's a lost battle that that was your, your forget it moment. I just, just forget it. These feelings are so strong. I think I'll just yell or eat that or go watch that or partake of whatever it is that I've told myself I'm done doing that. I think I should do less of that you know, because it's a reliever of all these feelings and our brains really support relief of our feelings. So if we don't know how to care for our feelings and to notice our thoughts really early, like Shari's taught us, then we, yeah, we do. We just kind of spin and keep rolling along. And then we do just the human thing, which is, well, if you wouldn't have done that, then I wouldn't have done that. If you stop doing this, then I could stop doing that you know, that kind of thing. It's been, it's just such an incredible, incredible tool to have an awareness that's very kind and very personal to us that says, 
hey, here's how you stay between a zero and a two, just and without judgment, just writing that out. It's just so healthy to keep us from, you know, thinking, why do I keep doing really weird things? Right? So if you don't know how to care for your feelings and your thoughts, then you're always asking yourself, why do I behave like this? Why do I behave like this? I want to stop behaving like this. But if you can just have an awareness of noticing is such a huge word, right? Just have an awareness of, I notice myself when I'm doing what I do as a human and I'm going to do it all day, every day, right? But now I can do it with some grace and some more gentleness and awareness and yeah, have these tools. It's just a really awesome way to, to care for ourselves and win mood battles. It's pretty awesome. Thank you, Shari. Did you have a question? Yeah, your hand is raised. Hello, friend. Hello. This was so awesome. I am so grateful for this. Yesterday, I was, I'm here in Texas. And yesterday, I, I was out with some friends that I hadn't seen in 40 years. <laughs> But well, we've we've known each other forty years, and but I had my reunion, and so we had gone out and went to dinner, and my daughter was having like a panic kind of thing, and it helped me to calm myself down because my instinct was I want to run and save, but I'm all the way over here, and they're in Utah, and so stopping and breathing, I didn't realize the power in that, and just I mean having this lesson and this, you know, you teaching this, I am so excited for the eight week course, because I know that it's something that can help each of my children. And in turn, that's going to help them to be learn a skill that will help them to be better mothers, and just better people in general and helping others to learn the same thing. Because I like in doing just what we were doing, I felt the peace when you, you know, put your hand on your tummy and which all that I felt calm and I wasn't feeling that calm this morning. And so I just wanted to say thank you. I really appreciate it. And it was like perfect, perfect for what I was experiencing. And I know I need to call and talk with them again today. And I just wanted to, this was helping to, to get centered. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Thanks. So awesome. We need to run, but thank you everybody for your participation and for your expressions of appreciation for the things you put in the chat and for being so gracious. Thank you, Shari, for your time. Thank you, Karen. Can I answer one last question that came through the chat and then I'll be done? So the question is, can you give any quick specific tips about a good breath? You said breathe with your stomach. Can you breathe in and hold? Certain time to breathe in and hold? Okay. Yes. So the one really the easiest thing for me was to have myself and my children lie down on our backs. And if you have a baby like Jen does right there, you know, like watch a baby's breath. Maybe you can Google a baby. Maybe you can send a video of her little boy breathing. <laughs> you know, like they just breathe with their tummies. So when you can have that vision in your mind, then you can practice breathing. There's not a right or a wrong way. You'll find deeper breaths. So you can like, you know, take your heartbeat and then do some breathing and then take your heartbeat again, you know, blood pressure. If you happen to have that type of tool, you could do that with your kids. Just let them explore, let them notice and recognize. But there is also what's called four by four breathing, where you breathe in four counts 
you hold it for four counts, you breathe out four counts, but it's just awareness that we're trying to help them have is just, you know, how, how do I breathe and what helps? Yeah. One that is even longer exhale, which is healthy, but she does breathe in four, hold seven, eight exhale or double exhale is another one. Like if you're walking fast and you're like in for one breath and out for two, you know, that's a good thing too, but really you're just becoming aware of your breath for what we're doing. So that's awesome. Okay. Good. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Love you ladies. Thank you, Shari. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers You Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA eight young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under mothersyouknow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers You Know website at mothersyouknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services, at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.